Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 274. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy that you are here to join me today. I am thrilled to introduce our guest, Romacio Fulcher. Romacio is an entrepreneur, and over the last 10 years, he's made millions of dollars in the network marketing industry. In 2018, how many people do you hope to take to the 10,000 a week level, Romacio? 75. 75. Holy smokes. Well, with that, I would love if you would jump in and give a better introduction to yourself because I know that mine did not do you justice. And then we'll take it from there. You know, the long and short of it, guys, is I'm just a young man. I came out of Oakland, California. I'm now 40 years old. And I uh, went to school in Sacramento, dropped out of college and decided to become very successful, period. You know, uh, for me, losing is not an option. It's just not. You know, you only have one life to live and it just makes the most sense to make the most of your life. And I believe that all people were intended for success, but I also believe it is imperative that you choose success. And so for me, the thing that I showed up to the party with was just sheer determination, willpower. You know, I always tell people willpower is far greater than skill power. I find so many people that love to flash their degrees and flash their education status while they have an tr- enormous amount of skills, but the one thing that they lack is just good old fashioned willpower. So for me, I determined, I decided to be successful uh, in any and everything that I do. For when I die, I want my name to be synonymous with one word, success. And success is not about how much money you make. It's rather than, it's rather about you making progress towards a worthwhile goal. And that's just it. In every area of my life, I strive, I, I aspire to make progress. I'm looking to be a better parent, looking to save more money, looking to actually give more back to the community and different ventures that I do. And so in all areas of my life, I'm just constantly looking to make good old fashioned progress for what I've learned, Kim, is that progress is what keeps the human spirit alive and happy. Oh my gosh. You are so right on that. And I, I've learned over the five years of this entrepreneurial journey that it's not necessarily about how many items are on my to-do list about how many big rocks or the big items that I can accomplish in a day because I was putting like 20, 30 items on my list. But sometimes that doesn't feel like progress because when you start putting drink enough water today, that's a small thing. I love though, Romacio, how you said you decided to be successful. What does that look like to you in any given day? How do you keep yourself focused? What what systems do you have set up for motivation and how do you keep your priorities for the day in order? Well, that's just it. You know, uh, several years ago, I had the, the very, very good pleasure of of meeting Oprah Winfrey. And I can tell you, it was like a dream come true for me. I had a chance to meet in person and have a quick little dialogue. And I can just tell you that what I learned from her was something that I'll never forget. And uh, she talked about Wayne Dyer, the power of intention. You know, many of us have a long to-do list of all the things that we wish to get accomplished throughout the day. And if we were to get those things done, it's almost like at that point, we give ourselves permission to be happy. And what I learned about that is that's completely backwards, because that means if you don't get your to do list done, your your to do list done, 
you don't feel happy. And so what, what I learned from her is that um, one of the biggest things is it is our job to do is to set your intentions upon what you wish to accomplish. Set your intention. In other words, let the universe know that, hey, look, this is who I am. This is what I'm intending to do. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it. I do have a plan, but there's, there's, there's a funny little riddle. Things never go according to plan, but things always go according to plan. Say it again. Things never go according to plan, but things always go according to plan. It's just not your plan. But that's the part of the that's the journey part of your life in terms of things not going uh, according to your plan. But there is a plan for your life. And so when you when you ask the question of you know, how, what, what is my schedule look like? What is it? You know, what's a typical day? You know, literally I try every morning that I get a chance to wake up and I try, I start my day with gratitude. I find that gratitude is where all your power comes from. It, it really does being, you know, achieving the life that you want begins with really, really loving the life that you have. And whether you're broke, busted and disgusted, whether you're on your fifth divorce with a thousand kids, wherever, wherever you find yourself, the only way that you're going to be able to draw power from uh, where you're at right now in life is to be grateful for all that has happened and occurring to you. See, we all are writing a story at the end of the day, and, and our story can either be a 10 page, 10 page chapter or it can be at a hundred. It could be a ten page book, or it could be a hundred page book. It's completely up to you. One of the things that I love to mention to people, Kim, is that if you're going through a, a difficult season right now in your life, be it health wise, financial, relationship, whatever, you know, the story doesn't end. It doesn't have to end there. I always tell people this. This is so important for people to grasp. Maybe in your book right now, you are in a dark season. Maybe chapter one, two, three, four, five has just been dark. Things have not been going well for you in a, in a, in a variety of different ways, you know, and then maybe that's the first six chapters of your book. But if the if the readers could just make it to chapter seven, chapter seven is when it all began to turn around. And that's when all of a sudden you begin to realize that people are life's greatest asset. And when you ask him again, you know, what's a typical day for me? Uh, what what really we all have to understand is that there is a person, there is someone out there that is literally assigned to you. Now check this out. What this means is there's someone that's going to cross your path. Oftentimes they will not look like you. They will not sound like you. And they certainly won't think like you, but believe it or not, they are the answer. They're the ones that have the information hidden inside of them to your situation. Let me say that again. They are the ones that have the information hidden inside of them for your situation. In other words, that bit of advice that you need to get you through that season, that situation that you're going through that you just seem to can't figure it out. You know, we don't, none of us know everything, but there's, there's someone out there that has the information you're looking for. They have the answer to your problems or solutions. And so it's imperative that we all understand that life, uh, people are life's greatest asset. And so what you want to do is 
if you're in a dark season right now, if that's you, you know, you want to literally set your attention, set your intentions upon, hey, listen, universe. Hey, listen, God, listen, help me identify the right person, a person that can give me some information that can help me with my transformation. You know, and so, again, what I would say to all of your listeners that are listening to this particular podcast is to really, really, number one, wake up every morning with gratitude in your heart. What are five or 10 things that you're truly grateful for? And let them be simple things. You see, the smaller they are, the more powerful you become. Let me say it again. The more the smaller they are in terms of the things that you're grateful for, the more powerful you become. You shouldn't have to wait to, you know, receive a receive a five thousand dollar check in the mail to say, oh, I'm so grateful. But anytime you open your eyes and you're above ground, oh, my goodness, I got another day to get back in the ring and fight again for that. I'm grateful. Anytime you can hear, you can talk, you can smell, touch, feel these senses. Right. You should be grateful because somebody woke up this morning and didn't have any of that. And so, again, I tell people that we all are going through a journey. Life is just that. It's truly a journey. It has ups, it has downs, it has twists, it has turns. That is what we call life. There is no such thing as, oh, when I finally do this, then I'll finally be happy. Tell me about the little kid that's five, six, seven, ten years old. They don't have any money in their pocket. And they look, they run around jumping in water puddles, throwing eggs, having a good time and enjoying their life. They know nothing about financial responsibility at that age. But guess what? They've chosen to be happy in that moment. And so what I wish for all your listeners is just that be grateful every single day, set your intentions specifically on what you wish to accomplish in your life and enjoy the process along the way. Never overstep or overlook people. Always remember people are life's greatest asset. That is so powerful. And that is a powerful lesson that my parents taught me when I was young was never to burn bridges you know, even when client relationships don't work out or when I lost my job in 2008, like I didn't, I didn't pull a Jerry Maguire, you know, leaving the office and and (laughs) burn those bridges. And amazingly, like I've run into my ex boss in the, in the grocery and we actually cried together because I thanked her for letting me go because it was opening up the doors of new opportunity. I mean, Romasio, if I hadn't lost that job, and I have to be totally honest, it was probably 95% fired, 5% losing it because of the economy, then I wouldn't have met my husband, who's just the best person in the world for me. I mean, he's totally my soulmate. I wouldn't have my three more children. I wouldn't have my companies. Everything happens for a reason. And I love also how you were talking about gratitude. There was a day, probably about a year and a half ago, when we when our water was actually disconnected. And listeners, you if you've been listening for a while, you know I'm completely transparent and authentic on here, so I'll talk about the struggles. But on the day that the water was disconnected, it snowed. And we were able to laugh and find joy in that because we were given what we needed to keep on moving forward for that one day. But every time we faced a struggle like that, by keeping positive, we've been able to turn it around like within a day, our water was back on that day because we just kept on moving right? and we were able to get it. And that's every single time that we've come across that struggle. But you've had struggles in the past, like, and you know how it is. You've been through the struggles. You know that you can be making tons of money and still be putting it all out the door every single day, every month because of living experience, living expenses. We just, we have to 
keep moving forward. But how, how have you come from that point where you were just scraping by to where you are now? Can you share a little bit more of that journey with the listeners and with me? Yeah, it's, you know, it's um, honestly, it's really simple, but most people make it complicated. Again, I say it's really simple, but most people make it complicated. Listen, the answer to that question is it's twofold. Number one, uh, let's talk about influence because see, this is the, this is the key. The key, the, the, if there's one skill that everybody that's listening is going to have to learn to, to master or to get to begin to get good at, it's the skill of influence. And before you can ever influence someone else, of course, you have to influence yourself first. And so let's talk about the different barriers or things that help you become more influential. The number one thing that influences people is the word environment. We're talking about influence and environment is the number one thing that influences you. If I was listening to this audio, I would write this down. More is caught than taught. I want you to think about when you're teaching a kid or teaching a child or teaching anyone, more is caught than taught. And the reason I say that, Kim, is because let me explain how environment works. You see, it's your environment that will help you believe bigger or it's your environment that will help you believe less. Give you a visual aid here. I want you to think of a young girl who grew up in the ghetto. And I want you to think of a young girl that grew up in the suburbs. Well, let's rep- let's let's ex- let's let's exchange them. Let's 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 swap them. Let's take the girl from the suburbs and put her in the ghetto and let's put the girl in the ghetto in the suburbs. And I promise you, you'll have two completely different young girls. Why? Environment. That's why. You see, one environment helps them believe in the infinite possibility of abundance. That's the girl who grows up in the suburbs. She sees choices. She sees options. She sees prosperity. She sees, she sees, she sees, she sees, right? And what she sees is what is being caught, is, is what's being caught by her. It's, it's the ability, it's, it, it, it helps shapes and molds her reality. Again, I said it helps shape and mold her reality. Well, meanwhile, the girl that now grows up in the ghetto, she sees lack, Lack. She sees pain. She sees darkness. She sees, man, we don't have any money for anything. Okay. And so literally her reality becomes different. And so what, what I'm sharing with all your listeners through this example is I want people to understand the power of environment. See us as a child, you can't control where you live. You don't, you don't have that choice. But what you can do any given moment of your life, despite where you live, whether it's the ghetto or the suburbs, you can choose to attract the environment that you want, meaning you can begin to start reading books, tapes, CDs, podcasts, YouTube. You can choose to say, hey, here's what I'm going to put my eyes on, because let me also tell you some of the other things that actually helps you believe bigger. You see, if there's one word that I could spend hours talking about to all of your listeners, your whole life is about believing. That's the key. So that's the key to everything. And what happens when you're left to your own devices, you tend not to believe as much because you're having that conversation with yourself about the situation you're dealing with. And, you know, obviously your thought process sometimes is, it can be limited. None of us know all of the answers. None of us do. And so 
Your whole life is about believing your whole life. That's what it's about. Believing. And some of the things that help you believe more, believe it or not, are your uh, is your environment helps you believe more. Number two, your 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 senses, your five senses. People don't understand this, but what you see invokes a thought. Okay, what you hear invokes a thought. What you touch invokes a thought. What you taste invokes a thought, and what you smell invokes a thought. So what we're talking about now are your five senses and how the moment you see, touch, feel, hear, smell something, taste something, it immediately invokes a thought. And you got to remember that thoughts are things. See, people think that there's literally, you've got over 10, 20,000 thoughts a day that are coming through your brain. And you're not bad for thinking certain things. But it's it's which thoughts do you choose to stop and really meditate and stop and say, you know what? Okay, it's this line of thought process that I want to travel down. And this is where I tell people all the time that literally your environment is going to help you believe bigger. Now, let's take what I just said and let's apply it to my life. So I was broke. I dropped out of college. I had made the decision that I'm going to be successful. And, and I'll tell you where that came from. It came from my environment. My mom and dad, we grew up in the ghetto. They're still married. And both of them, they worked their butt off to teach me and my four brothers everything that they possibly could. I love, adore, and thank my parents for everything that I ever am and everything that I ever will be. I owe it to my parents for I am simply standing on their shoulders. Uh, I didn't, no one in my family has made a bunch of money. They were, a, we're a middle-class family, but my parents taught us to work hard, love your neighbor, you know, treat your, treat your community well. That's, you know, basic values and principles. And so when I decided to drop out of college, I looked at my mom and dad as they were sitting on the couch in Oakland, California. And I said, mom, dad, I promise you, I'm going to be successful. And the reason why I make that promise is because I come from an example of success. You and you and mom and dad, you guys gave us the best example you possibly could. You did the best with what life gave to you. And I honor you for that. And so I come from an example of success. Therefore, I promise you, I will be successful. That's all I knew. I knew how to be a fighter legally, morally, and ethically. And so I didn't know what I was going to do for. I told my parents that if I decided to be a garbage man, I would be the world's greatest garbage man. I promise you. I come from an example of hard work. I come from an example of never quitting. I come from an example of being a fighter. And so that's what that was what was inside of me. So the first thing I want your listeners to catch from that is that I decided that I was going to be successful. Now, see, let me explain something to you. The word decision means to the Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. It means to cut off. I think many of you guys have heard it said this way. Why don't you go ahead and, and burn all the boats if you plan on taking the island? Right. In other words, make a decision that, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Now, again, I said moments ago, you don't necessarily have to know exactly how you're going to do it. I didn't. I just knew I was going to be successful. I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to quit. I wasn't going to whimper. I, I was going to figure this thing out. Come hell or high water, as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical, I'm going to figure out how to be successful. Now, when you say figure something out, you, the last person I'm going to start with is myself. Listen to this. 
I said, the last person I'm going to start with is myself, meaning trying to figure out success. Because I look, if I were to ask the question to all of your listeners, would you ever take advice? Would you ever take financial advice from a broke person? No. And most people would say, oh, of course not. Of course not. Well, what in the hell are you doing listening to you? Right. <laughs> so so here's the deal. If you don't have what it is that you want, why would you ever listen to you? You just said you wouldn't take a you wouldn't take financial advice from a broke person. So if you're broke, that means your thoughts do not qualify for you to listen to and follow the advice of your thoughts. So go back to what we talked about. That's why the first thing you can do after you have decided that you're going to be successful, the first thing you can do after that is now find the right person. Identify the right mentor. I talk to people all the time about mentorship is wisdom without waiting. You know, if you crack open the Bible for those that believe or whatever, you'll notice that every prophet in the Bible, they all had a mentor, every single one. And what is mentorship? Let me give you an example. Mentorship is wisdom without waiting for it. Have you ever said, I wish I would have known then what it is that I know now? Well, what's the difference between then and now? The difference is one word, wisdom, you know more. And where does wisdom come from? Two places. Number one, your own mistakes. And number two, mentors mistakes. And so when you find the right person, the mentor, you can learn from both their successes and their failures. And in essence, they become a shorter cut or a shortcut for you to emerge and become successful at whatever that thing that you're trying to do. When you look at my life, as far as working out, I have a mentor, spiritual advisor, mentor, financial advisor, mentor, uh, the business I'm currently in, mentor. I always find an expert a mentor that has already achieved what it is that I desire to achieve. You look at what my goals are right now, you know, you, you know the story that uh, just 12 months ago I was broke and now today literally over $2.3 million uh, in the last 12 months, which has been great from helping a lot of other people. But what's even better than that is one of the things I was always, I wasn't so good at is that was saving money. I was not the greatest at saving money throughout my years. Well, a year ago, while being broke, I made the decision that, you know what, I'm going to master the art of saving money. I'm going to become really good at this thing that I was terrible at. And how did I do that? Number one, I went and found myself a mentor. Now you say, well, how did you do that, Romarcio? I set my intentions upon what I wanted to do. I said to the universe, I'm going to do this. I'm going to master the art of saving money. I'm going to get good. I'm going to become great at it. I'm going to become great. And as I did that, I began to march through life and do my thing. And boom, because I had already put my antennas out, my intentions, I then meet a mentor who's worth over a hundred million dollars. He used to be broke. He's involved. He was, he's involved in the same profession I'm in. And he's now worth over a hundred million dollars after a couple divorces, liquid. And uh, so this became, and he's a great guy, great human being. And he became my mentor. And so here's what I'll tell you. After one year of being involved in my company, not only have I made $2.3 million, but this is the thing I'm proud of. I've saved over a million dollars liquid. Let me repeat myself. I've saved over a million dollars liquid. Now, look, I'm not here saying I'm the you know, next billionaire or anything like that. All I'm here to do, to, to, to do is to reveal to your listeners how this thing works. 
Okay. I'm not a perfect individual and neither are you that are listening, but guess what? I'm good enough. And so are you, but most people, what they have to learn to do is you got to learn to, first of all, forgive yourself wherever you are in life, whether you did it or it, whether you did it or it happened to you, whatever, you've got to learn how to forgive yourself and literally realize that you are truly more than enough. You know, listen, you, you'll never have it all. You'll never know it all. It'll never be this illusion of when I get there, then I'll finally, no, it never doesn't work that way. You've got to understand that starting right now from where you're at, you truly are more than enough. Now begin to take steps to add to your confidence. And I always like to tell people, Kim, that confidence comes from accomplishment. Confidence con- comes from accomplishment. So one thing I want everybody to understand, no matter where you're at in life, is that the one thing a mentor can't do for you is a mentor cannot give you a burning desire to be successful. I can't do that for you. I can inspire you, but I can't give you the desire. Matter of fact, I tell people all around the world that if you don't have any desire, that's the one thing I do not coach. I will not spend time with anybody who does not or has not made the decision that I want to become more in my life. Uh, I I just won't do it. I don't have any time to coach desire. I cannot, I can't. That comes from within. And if you don't have any desire today, I pray for you that you'll get some very, very soon. Because at the root of all success, at the root of all success, is something called burning desire, as Napoleon Hill talks about. You've got to have that. Now, from that, Ramacio, yeah. Who do you who who would you say falls into that category, and why do they fall into that category? I mean, I've I've run into quite a few people who I just feel like are settled, and they have no motivation to go to the next level. It's like the you know, dog sitting. It's like the dog sitting on the nail, Kim. People say, "Well, the dog is sitting on the nail, howling and you know, moaning and groaning. Why? Why, why doesn't he get up? Well, it just doesn't hurt bad enough. That's the bottom line. It's really simple. People are successful for one of two reasons: either number one is inspiration, or number two, desperation. And nine times, nine times out of ten, it's desperation that actually creates the actual success. Let me show you something here. This is really powerful. Um, When you look at, you know, many of us that are listening right now, the turning point that happened for us in our life was something tragic happened, whatever that is. Maybe it was a lost relationship. Maybe it was a phone call from a doctor, whatever it is, something tragic typically has to happen to really shake us up and to really create that sense of desperation of, oh my God, I better do something. You know, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, most people are literally, you know, it's fear and or it's pleasure that really drives people. Uh, now we've been taught to avoid fear and pain and to embrace pleasure. Everything you do in your life is for either pain or pleasure. And so what happens is for me, I associated so much pain with being broke, busted and disgusted that I ran the opposite direction. While some people, Kim, they may associate massive amounts of pleasure with just, you know, waddling and doing nothing with their life, having no sense of purpose, no aim, no direction, nothing. And they sit there and just say, this is my life. This is cool. This, my mama was like this. My daddy was like this. So I'm going to be like this. 
And that's not true, but it is their reality at that given moment. So what do you do to those people? Kim, all you can do is pray for those people, number one. Number two, give those people an example of success despite the mess that you might have been in. And so that's really it. But there are lots of those people. I don't ever think that I'm better than those people because remember, I used to be once upon a time, just like them. Key word is I used to be until I decided. And so that's the very same thing that will happen for them at some point. At some point in time, they will make a decision and say, you know what? -uh, uh -uh, I want more than this. This is not enough. I've got to do something. And that's when my husband was actually born and raised in the trailer park. And his whole lineage was working shift jobs and factories. So when he dropped out of high school, he actually dropped out because his girlfriend at the time, first wife, got pregnant. And that's the route that he followed. He went and worked in the steel factory. And then he joined the service to try to make more money. But even when we met in 2010, he was working factory work. And it wasn't until he lost his job numerous times, and it was just so painful because we were already together and married by that point, that I finally said, and and I was not born and raised in the trailer park. I was one of the suburban girls like you were talking about. So the world was open with possibilities for me. Mm -hmm. But I said, well, what was your dream? And I already knew because we had talked about it. What was your dream as a child? He said, well, I want to be a video game developer. And I said, well, maybe this is just telling you that it's time. And so he ended up going to college and getting his degree. And he was he was not the first. His sister had gone back to school late. So she was the first in all of his side of the family to go to college. But he was the second. And he said to me later, he said, you know, I never thought I could do it because nobody had given me the idea and the confidence and the inspiration to do it. So thank you. So now he's got the big dreams of becoming the next Minecraft independent developer, you know, billion dollars. But all, just like you were saying, when you when you get that mentor, and I'm not saying that I'm my husband's mentor, but I definitely provided the inspiration because I opened up that window of opportunity. He didn't realize that there could be something more. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So, can you share more about what you are doing now and how you are opening that those windows and doors wide open? Yeah. With opportunity. The long and short of it, guys, is that I'm a uh, I'm a professional in network marketing. I've been in network marketing now for 10 years. Uh, you know, I'm a traditional business owner. I come from mortgage and real estate. OK, uh, that's what I started when I dropped out of college. I hooked up with the right person. Number one. Number two, at the right time. And number three, I worked hard. By the time I was 25, I became a multi multi millionaire. And again, I was good at making money. But as I told you throughout my story, I wasn't so good at saving money. And so uh, 10 years ago, I actually transitioned on a part time basis into the network marketing profession. A wealthy friend of mine had invited me to take a look at uh, he invited me to come over his house and meet someone who was uh, very successful with network marketing. I was very impressed. This gentleman was retired at the age of 34. He had been retired since he was 28 from network marketing. He was really making about $80,000 a month from home and had a wonderful lifestyle of serving and helping people. And it was just an amazing life that I was attracted to that he had. And so long story short, I adopted him as my mentor and he began to coach and mentor me on a part-time basis in network marketing. I got involved in network marketing and had a phenomenal success my first 45 days 
I earned $55,000 from home. This is 10 years ago. Fast forward, since that time, I've now become an ambassador of the profession. There's over 110 million people involved in network marketing throughout the world. And I today, I'm number 16 throughout the entire world. It's kind of funny how life works out. Just 12 months ago, I was broke, but I was not broke in. I want everybody to hear that. I was broke, but I was not broke in. It means I still believed. I still believed in what was going to happen to me. I believed, I believed, I believed. And I told you and I told you and I told you that the number one, uh, the number one uh, most important thing about your journey here in life is believing. This is the key. Can you believe that even when you go to the refrigerator and there's no food, that one day soon food will show up? Can you believe that even though you're broke, you're not broke in? Can you believe that despite where you are, the answer is on the way? You know, believing is the key. This is not rah-rah talk. This is real talk. What you believe is what you will achieve. And so for me, uh, today I'm, I'm involved in network marketing. I've been with my current company, World Global Network. We are responsible. We're the only we're the first ever company in the world. Uh, we're a technology network marketing based company. In other words, we market the latest and greatest in technology. And just uh, 16 months ago, the CEO of the company uh, created the very first wearable device. Uh, so we're talking wearable technology, a wearable device that you wear on your wrist that basically it monitors all of your calories, your steps and all of your vital signs. So I'm talking about your breath rate, your heart rate, your blood pressure, you know, your energy levels, your mood. It does an EKG. It allows you to remotely monitor up to 20, 20 people that you love and care for. And then just recently, as in 72 hours ago, we are now the first wearable device in the entire world that allows you to monitor your blood sugar levels non-evasively without having to prick your finger. This is an amazing product that we've produced. Um, we just came back from the CES show in Las Vegas, which is the largest technology show in the world. And um, we had a huge booth there while everybody, over 200,000 people were walking by looking at our product and looking at the demonstration of the blood glucose and also the fact that you can actually monitor your blood alcohol levels, again, without having to blow or anything, just right there from the wearable device. And so... Uh, this is an absolutely amazing product that we have, and we have an even more amazing system. You see, I don't do home meetings. Everything that we do is online. So it's a very simple, user-friendly, global system. And that's the key thing I can say to all your listeners. We are global. And so I went from, I wasn't the first person to join the company. The company is six years old, we're publicly traded. And uh, I got involved just literally 12 months ago and made $100,000 my first month made uh, a million by my sixth month. And now a year later, 2.3 million total with over a million dollars saved. And I've helped over 500 different people make $2,500 a week in the last 12 months. And I've also helped over seven different people make a million in the last 12 months as well. And so right now, what I would tell your listeners as we sign off here is listen, right now I'm looking to help 75 different people throughout the world, throughout the world, make an extra 10 grand a week ASAP. Once again, I'm looking to help 75 different people throughout the world make an extra $10,000 a week ASAP. And so here's what I would tell your listeners. If you have at least one ounce of ambition left inside of you, you need to swing on over to my landing page and type your information in. It's workwithromacio.com. Once again, workwithromacio.com. And the way you spell my name is R O. 
M-A-C-I-O. Once again, work with Romacio, R-O-M-A-C-I-O.com. Go there, take a look at a quick video and make sure you drop in your name, your cell phone and your email. Either myself or my assistant will contact you within 24 hours to learn more about you to find out if you can qualify to be one of the 75 that I choose to help make 10 grand a week. I'm super excited about helping people. That's why I love this profession. Uh, in order for one person to go up, you have to help others, other people go up as well. And so this is what we're doing and I'm really excited about it and love to share it with those that want to learn by simply clicking on workwithromacio.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Romacio. Romacio, I have just one question because I want you to repeat it before I ask you for your parting word of advice. Could you tell us one more time what the definition of decide? No, uh, it wasn't decide. You said decide was actually the definition. Let me try that again. What was the word that? The definition of success or the definition of succide, the, the, the Latin root of the word uh, decide, decision, the Latin word, the Latin root of the word uh, decision means to cut off. To cut off that. See, I was just so blown away when you said that. Like I, I had yet to decide what my 2018 word was. And I think I'm deciding on the word decide. There it is. If that's your word, hey, listen, that's a powerful word. Everything starts with a decision. Everything. Nothing happens until you make a decision first. And that's why I always say the Latin, the Latin root of the word decision means to, to it means to cut off. It means literally burn the boats because I'm taking the island. And I can tell you here in 2018, we have I have burned my boats and I can tell you we will. You remember I said this right here on your show. We will help 75 people make 10 grand a week in 2018. This is the manifestation year. It is happening this year. I am helping lead that charge and I'm super excited about it. And I promise you it will happen. Why? Because I've decided I won't stop. I won't quit. I will go above it. I will go below it. I'll go through it. I'll go on the side of it. I will not stop until my intentions are fulfilled. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think we're going to end at that. That was incredible. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. Enjoy your day. Take care. I have a challenge for you. Do you want to help me help the community around us? Well, that's exactly what I'm doing in Keep Kim Accountable, a new weekly challenge I've set for myself in the Positive Productivity Facebook group. Every week I post three goals that I have for myself for that week. And if you, a listener, post a screenshot of your review of this podcast in the thread below that week's goals, then for every goal that I don't meet, I will donate $25 to a charity of your choice. By the way, if I reach all my goals this week, but don't reach them next week, your name will be carried forward for all of eternities. So your charity could benefit multiple times. To get involved, visit thekimsutton.com forward slash group and join the Positive Productivity Facebook group. I hope to see you there. Mm-hmm.